0: Coming at you! Hey now, it's the weekend. It's payday. It's time to grab a beer. It's Brewing Company. Roll the open. I am not musically gifted at all. I sing in the shower quietly to myself. Pat Brewbaker, back here. We had to think for a second if that was my name or not. My apologies. I still can't believe I almost forgot my name. This bird cage has had. I think one too many helpings of bird seed tonight. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome back to the 20th episode of Brewin Company. I am your host, Matt Brubaker. By now, I think everyone knows that my guy, Chris Shepner, is joining me. But today, on the 20th episode, I like round numbers. I like zeros, and I like fives. So when the volume is on the television, it's either five or zero. So in episode 20, I like to make it special. So we've also welcomed back from, I believe he was on episode three, our good buddy, Kevin Berger. And this is another every time, Kevin, you're on, it's like a Sports Time Ohio reunion. So the first time you're on is with Gene and we were sharing stories about Bruce. Well, now it's like intern days where, you know, Kevin was the guy Uh who trained me and then Shep came in and I trained him and then we all became friends. So this is like a mini reunion. So, Kevin, I haven't seen you a little bit longer than Chris. So I will leave with you. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, doing well, except for uh, all of my uh, bets and fantasy teams going down in flames today uh, (laughs) on this Sunday evening. Um, I'm still stewing about it. So uh, if I'm a little if I'm a little uh, uh, short with answers, that might be the reason. Because I'm still just thinking about how the Browns blew every single uh, red zone opportunity they had today.
0: Well, don't feel like you're the only one because my fantasy team has notched one victory and it seems like it's one too many. I have a full point PPR league, and I think I've scored 60 points this week. Uh, my first two draft picks did not play, and my second two picks played, but may as well not have played. So I'm with you. So if we're yeah. if everyone thinks that Kevin and I are on edge, or maybe they're like lacking sleep or something's happened to us, it has happened to us. It's called fantasy football, yeah. and I should have saved my money and gone to You know, a restaurant that we'll talk about I already knocked out Wendy's last week, and that's why Kevin's on really to talk food as we did in episode three. I assume Kevin is going to try to defend his beloved Wendy's, Uh, but I have another restaurant that might have made me more upset than Wendy's this week. So we'll talk about that later. But first, Shep, how are you doing, my friend?
2: Uh, I think I'm in better shape than you guys. And who would have thought the guy with Cooper Rush as his starting quarterback is uh, feeling pretty good today? I, I, I we were talking right before we started recording. It's weird to go into a game having a good defense and a guy named Cooper Rush starting at quarterback and just, yeah, we're going to win. We're good.
0: <laughs> must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, must be nice. <laughs> I just, yeah, Shep looks happy. Uh, Kevin and I, I think this is what we should do. Shep's already taken a swig of what is that? Was that just water?
2: It was
1: just water.
0: I assumed. Uh, does everyone have drinks? Kevin and I, it sounds like we need them right away. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, have I have a two
1: one. liter of Diet Pepsi I'm tapping off here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> a two-liter oh my god
1: well this is from uh, i started this on friday so it's not oh so it,
0: you haven't done it all i, think I it's haven't funny. done it all today yeah. i think it's funny because the last time kevin you were on you had the blurred background on zoom and you have it here so when you held up the the two-liter oh yeah we couldn't see it it was almost like a vulgar bottle because it was blurred out all i could see <laughs> right. is you
1: or uh or it's it's blurred out because uh, we don't have the rights to show uh, the uh, the logo, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, generic. It's generic soda.
0: Yeah, it's generic soda. We can't even call it diet. And apparently yeah. it took its, its it took its top off, and, and now we can't show the top <laughs> half of the bottle either. So he's going he's going diet Pepsi. Shep, do you got something harder than diet Pepsi?
2: I've just got water over here. I may have finished the beers I had in my house watching the Buckeyes yesterday, and then after the game. So.
0: Okay, well, I, I'm switching it up a little today. Uh, as you guys heard in the open, we've switched back to the original open. I only do two and I rotate them every 10 episodes. But I'm going today, I haven't moved the koozie out of here, but I'm going with a Modelo today. But when we talk Ohio State football ship, I'm switching to the 16-ounce Coors Light. So I'm, I'm keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh. So we have to talk a little bit about food, and it seemed like, Kevin, if you're wondering, our episode is one of the top three listened episodes so far in, in the oh, first nice. 19. Shep, we got we to gotta pick up our game. I still think Shep is the, the real star of the show. I'm just the guy that kind of does some of the behind the scenes work. Shep's the man. And now since Kevin brings in a 90 plus play episode, maybe we hit 100 this week. Kevin, Let's did you by that. chance listen to the last episode where I kind of bashed your beloved Wendy's?
1: I heard a clip of it because I think you shared it on social.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I heard correct. that
1: because you you were talking about Wendy's and um, I I don't re- exactly remember the precise uh, uh, portion of it, but I think I heard that one
0: clip of it. Uh, Dave Thomas from his grave and Wendy's the little redhead is scamming America. That's pretty much the point. The four for that's four, right. The
1: scam. Yeah. Yeah. Four for four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember this.
0: The four for four is is a complete hose or a hose job and. I think that sucks because when we did our like end of the show, it wasn't even a game. It was just like a segment specific to you. Mm -hmm. We did our ultimate four for four. And to be frank with you, I have not tried that yet. I need to. That's what we need to do, Kevin, since we've had a terrible week in fantasy tomorrow because, you know, Chick-fil-A is not open. Tomorrow we should go and eat our chosen four for four and liven up the mood.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Have you done that yet? Did you do it?
1: Yeah, you know, I've never, ha- I haven't done that, and it's not a bad idea. Damn it, um, that was a great although, idea,
0: and we haven't done it. It must not have been that. I'm big. trying
1: to, th- I'm trying to think what was my four for four. I think I chose a lot of McDonald's, like the, do- <laughs> I think I chose the double cheeseburger from McDonald's,
0: yeah,
1: uh, the the fries from McDonald's, and then. <laughs> man i think i chose it all mcdonald's i might have just and
0: then
1: uh <laughs> then you had an ice right there's an ice cream thing in there
0: too i, Maybe I, the,
1: I might have the blizzard from dairy queen
0: okay yeah i think
2: you have to go that those. way because the, the mcflurry machine's never working anymore. it's an
1: a right.
0: <laughs> yeah. actually no i don't think you chose all mcdonald's because i think once you chose an item from a place Ooh, that was off the board that's
1: right that was a good that was a good rule that was and, good, and true. for
0: kevin and that's why i put the rule because i think he would have stuck to either mcdonald's or wendy's Yes so mm-hmm. I kind of bashed Wendy's. I'm a, let's start with the positive first. I think their breakfast is extremely delicious. It mm. is top shelf a grade breakfast. Those little yeah. like potato wedges, the seasoned ones uh, I mean that is that is just some excellent food. But the four for four is gone. What we know as a four for four is completely toast. I'm completely upset. So Kevin, I'll give you the floor here first. What do you have to say for Wendy's? I, I think you're like an unpaid spokesperson, but well, how, do you, you know, defend them after hearing my little take?
1: I, I, I will defend them a little bit in that, hey, inflation has hit all parts of our lives, you know? And this is, I think this is just part of inflation hitting us hard where, you know, Wendy's maybe about four years ago when they started this whole thing, they could give away, you know, a full size junior bacon, she, and, uh, you know, a <laughs> A medium fry and a medium coke for you but now you know inflation's hit hard so um they gotta you know cut back on the portion size But see uh, so i wouldn't say it's all their fault you know
0: yeah i, I have a theory of whose fault it is um i'll say <laughs> this i saw the portions that you would get for the new four for four and little children would be pissed at the size of what they would be yeah getting. They're like, mommy, yeah, where's, where are these fries?
1: Yeah, i when I did hear that uh, that clip that you had shared about Wendy's, and because I, I I started to think about it, and I was like, yeah, when that four for four came out, it was a great deal because you got a full size junior bacon cheeseburger, you got like a small fry, which is a good amount of fries, a drink, and, and the and the four piece nugget or whatever it was, yeah. and it was it was a good <laughs> amount of food. And and now I, after seeing the portion sizes, it, they are much smaller. They definitely cut back. I have. We not, were in the good old days of the four for four.
0: Yeah, you know, back in the day, pre-COVID. By the way, I still think we're in like the Wednesday of the two-week, you know, flatten the curve thing. So it's been a really long couple of weeks. <laughs> I have a great Wendy's four for four story of my buddy Porter, and then we'll shift into who I take down this week in Brew's money-saving tip of the week. Maybe you guys know, maybe you don't, but my buddy Porter and I. And his older brother, Drew, we have started in the last couple of years to go on one Big Ten road game trip per year. So we started with this is where the idea came from. The Big Ten championship in 2017, we beat Wisconsin. 2018, we went to Michigan State. But in 2019, right before the world ended, we went to Chicago and to watch the Northwestern game, which, by the way, apparently Northwestern is getting a new stadium which I don't know why they need a new stadium. They are terrible. They have not earned the new stadium. It looks nice, but I think it's more for concerts. Anyway, we go out to Northwestern, and we stopped somewhere in the middle to get dinner because we left probably Thursday night. We needed something to eat. We stop at this Wendy's, and I usually get, back in the day, the four for four, and it was, it was top shelf. So his brother, Drew, is a little quiet, a little soft spoken, and he really didn't want to go to Chicago because when we asked him, hey, Drew, what would you like to do in Chicago? This was his answer, not be in Chicago. Mm. So he was already not really feeling the trip and the drive. But he comes back. He was second to order. He comes back very tired and he looks down. He goes, God, I hope they didn't put pickles on this burger. He opens the bun up and they put pickles on the burger He goes, ah, screw it. And he just he eats it. He was just he was upset. So Porter comes back and he sits down and he puts the tray on the table. He goes, God, that four for four is bullshit. And I'm <laughs> like, why do you say that? He goes, my four for four was like 13 bucks. I'm like, what do you mean? It's four dollars. He goes, no, man, it's, it's crap. I got two crispy chicken sandwiches, a junior bacon cheeseburger and another sandwich. I'm like, dude. It's not four sandwiches. It's one of the sandwiches, the fries, the nuggets, and the drink. That's what's four dollars. He goes, "God, I'm an idiot." But it's still, a, I mean, now the five for five or the biggie bag or the you know the ripoff of America 2022 is still a better deal than what he got a four for four for. But he was so mad he goes. Well, and he ate all four of them. I guess he was that hungry, but he got four sandwiches, came out to almost 14 bucks. He's like, this is a freaking rip off.
1: <laughs> so he 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 totally misunderstood the four for four deal. Huh? Complete
0: misinterpretation. Yeah. Okay. And he got four sandwiches. He thought he was getting yeah. like the ultimate like, deal.
1: Yeah. Get whatever you want for four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> this amazing. is not Arby's when we
2: were growing up and they had the five for five thing where you get five roast beef sandwiches for five. Oh, for yeah. yeah. That's Maybe that's right. what
0: he thought. Uh, so we talk about Wendy's. Kevin, do you have any other final thoughts before we rest our case on the Wendy's discussion?
1: Yeah, I will say um, I just just today for lunch, I had um, their pretzel bun uh, uh, chicken sandwich, and it's fantastic. I, I, I'll give it up to Wendy's where their premium sandwiches where the ones where they kind of like go all out on and are a little okay. fancy about. they're They're probably the best in the game with that.
0: Kevin's uh, big on the windy ship, and he's also big on the pretzel bun. So I'm glad you the got pretzel that, buns big time. Yep. Lo-
2: love the pretzel bun. Did did you enjoy it as much as Reggie Bush did when it was his Heisman getting back <laughs> in the new commercial? Uh, I
1: I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and I a little a secret of mine too is I when I, I order on the app and you can you kind of customize it a little bit. I uh, strongly suggest if you're going to get it. Get extra beer cheese sauce because oh they, you know, God. you got to get extra. You got to get extra uh, on that because they won't put enough on.
0: I think I've always said that I want a grapevine, large pepperoni pizza to be my last meal. I think mm-hmm. my last appetizer needs to involve beer cheese. I'll yeah, eat beer cheese sure. or anything. You could put some beer Absolutely. cheese on like a dog turd. I'm like, you know what? I could try it. I'm not a, I'm not yeah. a very like adventurous eater, but you throw some beer cheese on something. I might give it a swing.
1: Here's a a hot take going off a little tangent here, but uh, you were talking about your last meal being like a pepperoni pizza. I think (laughs) the last meals of like steak and potatoes or whatever, or a nice steak is highly overrated. If I had a last meal, it would definitely be a pizza of some sort. It'd be all junk food. If it was my last meal, it'd be all junk food. Give me pizza, give me cheeseburgers, give me fried chicken. That's my final meal.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. If, yeah. if you're talking last meal, yeah. it's not something fancy that maybe doesn't right. fill me up. I'm eating like a, an NFL Sunday where you eat yeah. until you can't eat anymore. And then you yeah. continue to eat because it's the last time you're eating. I'm with it. It's pizza. Yeah. wings,
0: All I'm that. Picking kind of out.
1: Stuff. Yeah. Picking out. You know, you want I, to feel bloated on the deathbed.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, oh, God, I'm going to eat till I die. Well, in this case, yes, sir. Yeah, you actually are. Exactly. You have 35 right. minutes until the electrocution begins. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm going to eat great. up until that last second. I yeah. agree. It, yep.
0: So I guess we're in agreement. So if we all go at the same time, you just want to get an extra large pizza and share it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe one yeah. each. We got
2: to
0: eat we'll we gotta have pizza yeah. in the yeah. chair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we if, have I'm, if
1: I'm going out, if I'm going out, I'm not sharing.
0: You know, <laughs> it's like this is this whole box is
1: for me. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, screw <laughs> you. We'll, we'll see you guys up in heaven, hopefully. Yeah. Let's let's do this really quick. I, I do want to give you guys the money-saving tip of the week, and I think it's cool that when Kevin and I usually talk, which, by the way, Kevin, a little producer note here, Kevin and I would always go after our STO days, and Shep would come every now and then, too, to Rocky River Brewing Company Sunday nights. We would watch the Sunday night game. We would review how good or bad our fantasy teams did, maybe watch the baseball game and just solve the world's problems. We're doing this tonight on a Sunday, so this kind of feels, Kevin, yeah. like... Back circa 2013, 2014 days.
1: Right. And so I got the Sunday night football game on in the background here and yeah, just like sitting at the bar watching the game.
0: Yeah. We got to go to Rocky River, say hi to Rory and Jamie, maybe our our girl Jackie, who
1: (laughs) never mind. It's probably married with kids by now. (laughs) Probably. Probably so. (laughs) Uh,
0: But we usually, Kevin and I would always just talk food. And I do have a really good story. It's really a joke about spaghetti. So I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But the Brews money saving tip of the week for this week is very similar to the way we were trying to save you money last week but it's on a grander scale so i think wendy's has been removed from brews like i don't want to say the s word twice in a show but the the poo list um uh, i'm going to take down subway today kevin how do you feel about subway
1: uh i've had i look it's, it's complicated it's complicated with subway like <laughs> is that on I, your I facebook
0: profile it's, it's complicated com- it's on with facebook subway. it's
1: complicated yeah i like I don't hate them, but I also don't uh, love it either. Sometimes I'll crave a, you know, six inch cold cut combo, um, <laughs> but most of the time, not.
0: You know. Okay, Shep, how do you feel about the old way?
2: I old feels way. very similar to Kevin. I think I know where your money saving tip is going, so I'm not going to spoil that. But mm-hmm. let's just say, for what you're paying at Subway currently, I'd rather spend money on a better brand of sub for like. Another extra dollar or two.
0: See, mm-hmm. and this is why Shep and I are good friends. And this is why Shep's the star of the show. He's exactly right. So last Tuesday, the uh, the intern or the, the worker from Ohio State that comes into our office on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, we had to take some boxes to UPS. Right next to UPS was a subway. He goes, hey, would you mind? He doesn't have a car, so I drove. But he asked me, would you mind if we stopped at Subway so I can get lunch? Absolutely. Maybe I stop at Subway. I usually get the Italian BMT. I walk in behind this, this kid. He's a kid, by the way. He's 19 years old. Like He wasn't even alive when 9-11 happened. It, it amazed amazing. He goes, yeah. oh, today's 9-11. I'm like, Michael, how old were you when, when 9-11 happened? He goes, I wasn't even born yet. And my knee wow. instantly cracked because I was so <laughs> <of how> young. <laughs> Your
1: hip broke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I was looking for the Italian BMT where their whole menu has changed. They've gone classy, yeah. apparently. And I couldn't find it. It was hidden in the bottom right corner like they're trying to hide it from me. And I can understand why, because I saw the price of this. The Italian BMT, a foot long, mind you, was $11.19. And that did not include chips. That did not include cookies. That did not include a drink. That was just a freaking sandwich. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I was kind of craving Subway. Now I've seen the price tag. I'm good with the lunch I packed. So I'll say mm-hmm. this: we, we talked about Wendy's, I, a pro Wendy's breakfast. I'm back on board with the Wendy's, and it's only because Subway has made me more mad. It's ridiculous. It's just yeah. the sub for, and it's not even that good. If, if for eleven dollars and nineteen cents, I better be getting something more than just you know a Absolutely. half-assed thing of meat, a little bit of lettuce. And I'll tell you this: Every time I go to Subway, I get it microwaved. And one time I went in there, and the girl's like. You want it in the microwave? I'm like, yeah. She goes, why? I'm like, I don't ask you why you put your hair in a ponytail. Just microwave the damn sub. And she looked at me like I had three noses. And, she, and then, well, I, I, let's hold on one second. She also said, well, what is that? I'm like, you don't know what a microwave is? Have you stood too close to one for too long? How do you not know what a microwave is? And I said, it's that little box thing. It looks like a TV. It, it's right behind you. She goes, okay. Like, just make my sub, please. I don't need attitude. I get enough. At- I was in insurance at the time. I get enough attitude on the phone. Just make the sandwich, please. So wow. Wendy's, you're back in Brews, good graces. I'm sorry that I took you down last week. I was a little frustrated. I just wanted a lot of French fries. Subway, not happy with you right now. It is not the yeah. way to go. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Mean, when,
2: we were, when we were all like, you know, go back to STO days. Yeah. You know, for, So for me, that's summer 2012. You could go to Wendy's and get three McDoubles fries and nuggets. And it was $5. <laughs> yeah. and you can't, that's all yeah. you got to take out a mortgage to do that. Yeah. Now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Take out a loan.
0: Yeah. 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 You're like, do oh, I yeah. want to pay my bills today or get yeah. a hamburger? I don't understand. That may
2: be made with hate as well, depending on where you get it from.
0: Right. And, and the girl that was giving me lip about the microwave. I don't know when she turns her back to me if she hawks one in the sandwich. I have no idea. I have trust issues. She easily could have right in there. Who knows? It did taste funny. Maybe she did. That's wild. Yeah. I think what we need to do is pay Adam Sandler to do another promo like in Happy Gilmore. I eat two of these a day to help keep me strong. If he did that, maybe they lower the prices. Maybe we can get one for six bucks again. Whatever happened to the $5 foot long?
2: That's where I was just going to go. Was Mm. cool. Have these like gourmet sandwiches or whatever they want to call them Hmm. now. But you got to still have like the spicy Italian that's five bucks or something like that. I mean, again, yeah. you go there for lunch. And if you, if you want to drink and chips, you're spending 15, $16. Why don't I just go sit down for lunch? What was the point of it?
0: Right. Like, totally. Yeah. Shep. You mentioned our, our STO days. Uh, we have to, I think we have to go back. Shep got in a little bit of trouble when the three of us were hanging out one day, this was probably what 2012. Is that when you were an internship? Yep,
2: 2012. So yeah, so, 10 years back.
0: One of my all-time favorite movies was when we, the three of us, went to go see Ted. Would you like to share that story about how you got in trouble by going to see Ted with us?
2: Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to remember the circumstances that why we went. I don't know if there was like a rain delay or something.
0: It was we- a Friday and Bruce wanted to golf.
2: That's right. They So then we didn't have to work until later <laughs> uh-huh. in the day. That's because I, I think I did Chuck's last call that night, but okay. we had the morning and the afternoon free then because of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we say we're going to go see Ted And I, the girl I was seeing At the time uh, I popped her a text and said like Hey, we're going to go see Ted I'll, I'll text you later You know, when you text somebody before a movie you, you put your phone on silent You assume you have a text after the movie And we're having fun and Ted We're all laughing, eating popcorn And I remember getting out of that movie Looking at my phone and I don't have a text from her yet and I'm like, uh oh, I just stepped in it This isn't good And Backstory uh, she was a movie saver and that's fine. I feel like there's an episode of Seinfeld right now, but <laughs> so we had said we would see the movie together, but I didn't. She's like, oh yeah, I'd like to see that." That's all kind of it was. So then I finally like call her uh, as we like all split, split up ways. And she just goes, what do you want? And,
0: oh, what's this? <laughs> Did she by <laughs> chance work at Subway?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. The, the uh, I ended up getting in trouble for going to see Ted. Because I was supposed to save it to see it in Erie when I don't know when I was gonna be home. It might not have been theaters the next time I was home. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So you got in trouble for that, huh? I did. <laughs> are, are you are you still with this with this I woman am not,
2: or? no? No.
1: No. Yeah. We... it was the did and this was the this is the, this was the, the <laughs>
2: Imagine we broke up because of Ted. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not that's <laughs> not what it was. Yeah.
0: That was the that was the straw that broke the teddy bear's back, is is what it sounds like, bro. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just, (laughs) that movie, and I don't know, Kevin's a big movie guy, maybe not as big as Bruce Driven. I don't (laughs) know too many sequels or, or like, movies that come out after the original was a classic that was really good and really funny. But Ted 2 is pretty strong. Ted 2, I watched that. It was great.
1: Ted 2 was very funny, uh, but I I will use this moment to kind of give out another one of my hottest takes. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, The best (laughs) comedy sequel probably of the past 30 years i okay. believe is anchorman 2 anchorman oh. 2 is hilarious okay. i love anchorman do not get me wrong i love Anchorman. the first one's great it's a classic all-time classic anchorman 2 is not nearly as bad as people say it is it's okay. very funny i think it it stays it, it's right up there with the first one um so as like whereas ted 2 i think ted 2 is very good as well probably not as good as the original um but Anchorman Two is is probably the best comedy sequel,
0: I think. Do you think that's because I've never seen it? And to be completely honest with you, don't hate me for this. I didn't know they had a sequel. Do you think Anchorman oh, Two is yeah. better than Anchorman?
1: No, I don't think it's better. Okay, um, but I I don't I, I guess I don't like when I when people say like Anchorman Two is like oh it wasn't very funny. It's you know it's not as mm-hmm. good as Anchorman. It's like well of course not as good as the first one. That's an all time classic. But I think the second one is is a worthy predecessor Is predecessor the right word or the uh, what, sure, what, what comes the after.
0: It. Yeah. Um, it's, it, after we'll just go with after. After assessor. <laughs> aftercessor. Aftercessor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Urban <It's>, dictionary after <laughs> two, two. Uh, it, it It
1: holds up. It really does. It's a very funny movie. I think it's the best comedy sequel of the past 25 years or so, 25, 30 years.
0: This, this is our next plan. So Shep, when you get a weekend off, we'll all meet in Cleveland. We'll go visit Kevin. We'll go at maybe to his place. We'll watch Anchorman <laughs> Two. We'll get Subway. Spend a thousand dollars on a low average, below yep. average sandwich, and then <laughs> take out alone. Yeah, take out a loan, and then afterwards we'll go to Rocky River Brewing Company, get a couple of brews, and make sure Shep doesn't get in trouble this time with with the lady that he's seen. Yeah, yeah. I just love Ted is a fantastic movie. I'm really sorry that you know you got in trouble for that, Shep. We had a great time, but. The one line of that movie that I wish I saw this movie earlier in life, because I think teddy bears that swear and drink and, you know, toke up is, is absolutely hilarious. But my favorite line, and I wish I used this in my days working at Kroger. I was a bagger, and then I got promoted, and this was, I was living it up back, and then I got promoted to cashier. It was great. And I wish on one of those days after watching this movie, I could go back to Kroger, be a cashier for just one day, treat everybody nice, take care of them, actually teach some of the other cashiers actually how to do their job. But at the same time, I would like to use the following line. At the end of the transaction, and I give them a receipt, and I say, thank you for shopping with us. I would also follow up with, thank you for shopping with us. Please come again. We have a lot more groceries. I solely wish <laughs> I could go work at Kroger for one day just to drop that line one time to see if I could get one reaction. That, that was a big miss. I, I wish that movie came out in like 2004. So Kevin, re-watch. we only oh, have uh, right. five minutes left. Okay. Um, so I, I'm okay with Wendy's. I hope you don't hate me now. I was I was a little upset. It was it was a brash, quick reaction. I'm okay with Wendy's, but I'll say this: I'm okay with Wendy's because they're kicking ass when it comes to breakfast.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think their breakfast is very good. Have you had the uh, breakfast Baconator?
0: No, but you told me about that, and I uh, that it might depends. end up being my last meal because it might kill. Me. If- it's intense, it's,
1: like that. That it. bad boy, I think, is like seven hundred calories. Not really a breakfast sandwich. It, it's gonna. Oh. Yeah, I think it's gonna slow you down. It's oh, it's intense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll slow you down, but I think it really quickens your trip to the bathroom afterwards. What's the over under on minutes to the restroom after the breakfast baconator? I'm thinking fifteen.
1: Yeah, if you if you have a cup of cup of coffee with that, it could be <laughs> sooner.
2: Yeah,
0: get one of those
1: frosty chinos, <laughs> and you'll
2: be
0: you'll
1: yeah. Be... <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, the breakfast baconator, I love it, and it's made for like you are top five most hungover you've been. Yeah. Go get yeah. this sandwich, and it's like a cure
1: all. Yep. <sighs> yeah, it's just a greasy kind of handheld thing. It's it's delicious, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's another. It's intense, like I said. It's.
0: I'll tell you this, uh, since Kevin, we always talk about food. I'll leave you with this before we we bid you adieu. Uh, I told mm-hmm. you about spaghetti. Everyone loves Italian food. If you don't, we can't be friends. Love spaghetti. Sure. So here's a story about spaghetti. It says this for several years, a man was having an affair with an Italian woman. One night she confided in him that she was pregnant, not wanting to ruin his reputation or his marriage. He paid her a large sum of money. If she would go to Italy to secretly have the child, if she stayed in Italy to raise the child, he would also provide child support until the child turned 18. By the way, this is not something I condone. She agreed but asked how he would know when the baby was born. He says to keep it discreet, he told her to simply mail him a postcard and write spaghetti on the back. He would then arrange for the child support payments to begin. One day, about nine months later, he came, I'm going to start laughing like Marcus. He came home to his confused wife. Honey, she said, you received a very strange postcard today. He goes, oh, really? Let me see it. The wife gave it to him and watched as her husband read the card Turned white and then fainted. On the card was written: spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Two with meatballs, one without. Send extra sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two yeah. with meatballs, one without. Send extra sauce. That's got to be the line of Brewing Company's first twenty episodes.
1: Send extra sauce. That's, that's I like that one.
0: That's pretty good. And I, I saw that. I'm like, that's that makes the show. That makes the cut. So Subway does not make the cut. Wendy's, you're back in my good graces. Kevin, it was great to see you. We'll have you back on as a co-host for for longer periods of time. We'll talk great. some food. Maybe we can get Gene back on. Maybe we get the big Bruce Drennan on, and maybe he takes over the show, and we just throw up graphics and video.
1: Oh man, <laughs> uh, a little PTSD for me.
0: Can I
2: answer phones and get yelled at on the air when somebody <laughs> makes it through as I'm not screening properly? Apparently, according
0: to Bruce. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Kevin will throw up some video, and I'll tell Darlene to hit the mute button when the Bostonian calls in and swears. Big thanks to our guy, Kevin Berger, for jumping on to defend his Wendy's restaurant and to really maybe knock Subway a little bit. So always good catching up with Kevin. It's probably good for you, Shep, just to see him again, kind of like the first time that we did the podcast. So we, uh, we might have to do that again, a little three-man weave on food if we if we have another opinion. I got to stop going out to eat because I just keep taking out restaurants one week at a time. <laughs> but let's talk some Ohio State football. We're going to talk two more wins, which is the most important thing, Shep. But I think for me, it was two different feels or two different games. Obviously, two different opponents. The Wisconsin game, I was there for, and I lost my voice for basically two days afterwards. The environment was incredible. It was a night game. And I know Wisconsin now looks to be lingering, and they're struggling, and they're now two and three. They've lost their head coach. And it's, it's tough times for, for Bucky. But when I was there, and when the environment was hitting you in the face live in person, It's like it was Ohio State-Michigan in 2002 or 2018 or any other Ohio State-Michigan game. But Ohio State in that game, to me, Shep, came out with a purpose. They came out with a game plan. They came out angry, and they executed to perfection. And by the end of the first quarter, it was like, well, this feels like Arkansas State or this feels like Toledo. And a lot of people probably don't like that. I wanted to see a good game. I want to see it in the fourth quarter. You know my opinion. Similar to Ohio State-Michigan. I want to knock them out early and I don't want my heart rate to go up above to like an unhealthy level. And that's what Ohio State did. My thought from the Rutgers game. Yes. And it sounds again, we're nitpicking and we sound spoiled like we're elitist members of society. But I thought a little weird about the Rutgers game because I thought it felt like they were coming out a little lazy. Uh, It seemed like they struggled in the red zone or they were trying to get too cute in the red zone, especially with a guy like Mayan Williams, who. I think we have to give a shout out now and our praise to him. I've been on the Cade Stover train all season long. And again, I'm not a member of the media, so I can't take much credit. But I think we were one of the first to jump onto that train. And tickets are selling out fast. But guys, if you don't love Mayan Williams, especially after the five touchdown tying a school record game, you're nuts. And I think what Tyler told us two weeks ago, maybe Mayan Williams is better than Travion Henderson. And it's not a slight to Travion. But let's maybe just speak the facts here, maybe Mayan's the guy.
2: I think I texted that to you yesterday or you know, Saturday as we're watching Ohio State beat Rutgers. And yeah, Tyler was definitely maybe a step in front of us on our run to the Mayan train. Yeah. Because but he, to me, the way he's run the last two ball games are what's what's made him better and it's that angry running style right now. And he's not necessarily Look, maybe overall he might not be better than Trey in the future, but right now, Mayan's a better runner. He's been unbelievable so far, and he just, again, he runs angry. He runs hard. Give him the shout-out from the five-touchdown game, but even, you know, he set the tone against Wisconsin, and I watched that game from an airplane. I think I missed a total of, like, eight plays, and then I didn't see the last, like, five minutes because I had to drive an hour and a half home after it. (laughs) I can't really watch that at 1130 at night as you're driving, but, I mean, yeah, to me, Mayan he he's taken the reins and he deserves to be the one when when Travion's ready to go.
0: Myon Williams, I just he runs differently and that's good. Because Shep and I were talking watching the game Saturday, he's kind of like Beanie Wells and we were trying to figure out the other guy if these people had a child, it's Myon Williams. And I don't know if we got to that other guy of like who is he also like? Maybe he's just Myon Williams. Maybe he is now the new standard. Is like six, seven years down the road. Shep and I are icing both of our knees as we're watching as we're 40 years old. And we watch this young kid that we don't even know his name at this point, And we're saying, this is the next Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. And we now have to welcome our guy, Tyler, who was maybe first to the party here. Uh, he <laughs> it looks like you're on stakeout, dude. Are, are you <laughs> creeping on someone? You're in a hotel parking lot. You have a dark sweatshirt on. All I can see is your face. I know you have facial hair, but it's hiding some of your face. Are you doing something you shouldn't be doing right now? Like, are you going to get arrested doing this?
3: I I hope not. I I have a reservation (laughs) for this hotel. They know I'm coming. And uh, they had all sorts of uh, construction and highways (laughs) shut down. So it took me an extra 15 minutes to get here than what I was thinking. So I just wanted to hop on and do this and uh, not be any later than I already was.
0: You just remind me of Rose in Two and a Half Men Stalking Charlie. That's what it reminds I,
3: want, me I want to take that as an insult, but I always loved Rose on that show. So I'm going to take that as a compliment.
0: Well, I appreciate you jumping on. And like I said, I won't take up too much of your time because I know you're at a hotel and I know you tomorrow have to deal with insurance. So you definitely need to get your sleep. But we were giving you credit, man. I, I think you were ahead of it. I, I feel, and I don't like giving myself credit. I feel uncomfortable doing it, but I think I was ahead of the game talking about Cade Stover. Man, you were ahead of it on Mayan Williams. He does everything. And the weird thing is, I, I love Josh Perry. He did the game on Saturday as the color commentator. I found this really odd. And it was a weird comment after what a great first half Williams had. He said, despite Mayan's great first half performance and three rushing touchdowns, I would really like to see him more involved in the passing game. I'm like, I've, seriously? The guys, and we didn't know this at the time, but he, they'd already talked about, hey, the school single game record is five touchdowns. Pete Johnson and Keith Byers. I don't think he needs to be a pass catcher where <laughs> he doesn't need to be J.D. McKissick folks. Tyler, we got to give you credit. So we'll, we'll let you lead here. You saw it maybe before we did. I didn't need to really see that to maybe believe he was a good running back. But now I fully believe your comments on saying that maybe he was better than Travion Henderson. What do you say?
3: Yeah, I still stick to that. And like you said, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm still on the Travion Henderson train. I think that dude is is a monster in his own right. And I think that we'll see that as the season progresses. I think having – I heard somebody say it last week, and I, I think it's really true. You, you don't have a 1-2 a punch with Henderson and Williams. You've got a 1A and a 1B punch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's becoming increasingly obvious. Um, I still think Travion's going to have his games where he's the guy and we're going to lean on him. And, we're we're gonna all jump back on that the Trey train, um, but yeah, I I've said from the beginning with Mayan, and it was really the start the first game of last season when he scored the first touchdown of the season, and it, it from there on. I mean, I've always thought that that he's that dude. He was the one that that got that gritty drive to put Ohio State ahead against Notre Dame, and then we saw yesterday he he tied the uh, the school record for most rushing touchdowns. But I I jumped on right when you were talking about it, and I agree with you. I don't think that there's any comparison anymore. He is like more of like a Beanie Wells, but I think he he's like Mine Williams. And so I think there's going to be one defender on every team that Mine Williams plays against that they need to go and get a a tattoo and then small their back. This is property of M um, W. <laughs> but but you saw the uh, the physicality and the bowling ball technique of just running over guys. But then first first I think it was the first play for Ohio State of the second half breaks off a 70-yard run, yeah. just right up the middle. And, and again, it looked – I was thinking that looks like a Zeke Elliott run, mm-hmm. but then it it wasn't because Zeke would kind of sneak through and go untouched the whole way. But mine Williams ran over two guys and broke an arm tackle at the line of scrimmage and then ran the other 70 yards. I think his work in the off season is really starting to pay off. He's, he's slimmed down a little bit. He's gotten quicker and he's gotten stronger. I, I like you, don't like to take credit, but I, I will on this one because i <laughs> talked to you about it personally. I think yeah. I talked about it on the first episode I was on, that I'm, I'm all about Mayan Williams. I think you brought up a, the, the second part of our comparison then, because as soon as you, you
2: brought up the Zeke the Zeke part, and maybe he does have the Zeke breakaway home run play, because my first thought when he busted through on that long touchdown run was it felt like the Beanie touchdown run against Michigan. Straight up the gut, get through a defender, and then take off. But yeah, Beanie kind of gets caught at the end of that play. Whereas we never saw that happen with Zeke, right? And I don't mean the the current Zeke state I have to watch on Sunday. So as a Cowboys fan, I mean the the Zeke we know and love from from being a, a Buckeye. But maybe that is the other piece in terms of comparison. And and I, I agree, Mayan might be the guy that defines this team when all is said and done. And what's so different between last year and this year? Because we're just a physical, tough team, right? I mean, really, Saturday against Rutgers, I. I You know, that was the weirdest lopsided win, I think. I mean, I didn't feel like there was a crispness to the passing game where the last few weeks you just felt like everything was in sync. And Mayan really set that tone and kept those drives moving when you know maybe C.J. didn't have his his best performance, and that's okay. It's a good game to have not your best performance.
3: I like that you said that because, again, C.J. Stroud's 20 years old. Uh, Mecca, Buka, Marvin Harrison, they're 19. Like, they're going to have bad days. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice to know that you've got that security blanket that you felt like you didn't have last year, that if the passing game's not clicking, you know that Mayan's going to make something happen. And especially, we saw it against Notre Dame, and I think we even talked about it in that episode after that game. You're going to have teams this year that know that the only way that you're going to stop C.J. Stroud and the trio of, or the quad, I guess, of insane receivers yeah. is to just drop two safeties, man up on the corners, and just play safe. You're going to see a lot of what we saw, and I, I agree with you, Step, It was it didn't seem quite as quite as crisp or quite as in sync, but there were still some great passes made, some great plays by the receivers. Um, and to to speak on the the physicality, I think you know that was the sting of the Michigan loss was still fresh for those guys. And then, oh, what's his face, the coordinator that's no longer there, made his off comment yes. that. Right. Josh Gaddis, that I, I, he, his name can be forgotten, in my opinion. Not but, to be confused um, with
0: Evan Gaddis. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
3: but he made that comment about you know Ohio State's just not a physical team, and I think your offensive line and your defensive line and linebackers and Mayan Williams they they sat on that and just let that stew all offseason. But
0: well, you know and what? Again, let's the, be honest. He wasn't wrong at the time. He he wasn't. He absolutely wasn't not here's here's Ohio State's goal, and here's Ohio State's biggest fan's goal and expectation. We're not looking to win against Rutgers. We're looking to continue to build momentum because we would like to beat Michigan, we would like to win a Big Ten championship, and we would like to go to the playoff, and then that's when we really need to do what we're expected to do. That's maybe win against an Alabama and win a national championship. So, yes, 49 to 10, people are like, man, why are you guys breaking down 49 to 10? Why? The bigger goal is to look sharp, to get better, to improve. And when you're playing this well, you don't have as much to improve on. So now you're really trying to toe the line of perfection. And there were some some issues on Saturday. So, yeah, you might get a little upset that, you know, we're talking about you Guys, they won by 39. Calm down. They played well. We're not calming down because we're looking... You know, mid January. We're not worried about early October.
2: The other thing is, I don't think, I don't think anybody expects them to be a finished product. And I'm not saying I mm-hmm. want them to scuffle at times because I don't. I'd like to beat everybody by by a hundred. Me too. But it, this is stuff to build upon, right? And to see, all right, this is this is by the way, this is the how good they can be mm-hmm. when they don't play their best game, right? And when you yeah. have things like that that aren't working. And, and Tyler, you said it perfectly. I thought with complimentary football on the offensive side of the ball and just to be able to know all right this game we can lean on on this set uh, whether it's the passing game or the running game and then vice versa when you need it
0: in the future. Shep and I were talking yesterday yeah. I think Tyler I, I didn't know if you could or couldn't text so we just texted together so don't think we were cheating on you. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm sorry. Continue. That, that's <laughs> Shep he's actually stalking me in the car. That's why he that's why he turned the light <laughs> on. Like, Crap. I think I've been had. But we were talking Tyler that it was a weird game for CJ. So so Shep, I'll go to you for this because this is kind of the conversation that we had. Let's talk about CJ Stroud. It was a game where I found it odd that ESPN still light, highlighted his performance on the bottom line. That doesn't tell the story of the game. The story of the game was Mike Williams, but he was not on the bottom line whatsoever. It was CJ Stroud and fewest passing yards he's ever had in his start because they hate Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So Shep, talk about Stroud. We can talk about that and... What we thought was a weird game for him, like he was kind of forcing the issue a little.
2: Yeah, I think I think what I texted you was, you know, he's he's pressing right, and I, and it was literally I had said this to you, and then he comes out and throws that pick, mm-hmm. and it was the perfect epitome of what I meant. Is he was it felt like he's got all this traction towards the Heisman. He's the odds-on favorite in Vegas, and I'm sure he didn't know this, but Bryce Young got hurt about 15 minutes before that interception. So I mean the Heisman, as far as I as people in Vegas are concerned, it's it's his to lose if he does what Ohio State's supposed to do the rest of the way because the guy who was your primary competition is out of it now. Uh it felt like he was trying to just like keep cementing that Heisman chase and profile. Yeah, and, and again, it could just be a Rutgers stinks. We're favorite by forty points. I didn't prepare as hard or something like that, or yeah, eh, just an off day because it. It was just not his most most crisp performance. I mean, he was 13 of 22. That's really all you need to know right there. That's not a CJ type of game. We kind of expect him... You're right there, bro. You get, do, you need me to, do you need me to come to Pickerington and open that
0: beer? I'm really struggling. I need a can. This is awful. I've been trying to open this damn Coors for like 30 seconds, and the damn thing won't open. All I, I, I want almost... to do is complete this process, like CJ throwing to a mecca. I can't do it. It's driving me insane. Just I, keep I, I, talking. I, I'll get it.
2: It was hard to. It was hard to focus there because I'm like, I really want to go open this
0: for you. My God, I'm gonna like crap myself trying to get this. This is impossible. <laughs> Does anyone have like an oven knit or something? something? something. Please send one to me. I'll give you the address. What the hell? I might have to take a video of this and post it online. This is a nightmare.
2: Um, You really should. There's your tease right there.
0: And the flying hell is happening. It's like child proof. First of all, I don't think you need child proof on beer because you should be an adult and a parent like, honey, that's not for you. Here's apple juice. I can't get the damn thing open. And I'm going to be really honest. I feel really disrespectful. I didn't hear a damn word you said, Shep. (laughs) I can't get the damn thing open. Well,
2: it what was it hell? was everything we texted about, so we were good there in terms of yeah. Again, CJ just wasn't as crisp. Is that? It's not the end of the. Some some guys would love to have the performance he had <laughs> yesterday, right? Some starting quarterbacks maybe you just have to poke a hole in that and drink it with a straw from the side like it's a capri. I
0: swear to God, this is a nightmare. This is the worst <laughs> thing to ever happen to me in my entire life. Uh, I just can't open it. Someone help! I feel like Bruce. Gene Water. Gene Water. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll say this <laughs> when well, you're talking about the Heisman. I'll deal with the beer later. I was thinking as I was watching this game, when we talked about, you know, he may not, he's not going to win the Heisman against Rutgers, but no. I don't know because especially with the Bryce Young injury, maybe he doesn't even lose it against Rutgers. Right. But I'll say this. I, everyone has a Heisman moment. And we'll go back to Ohio State's last Heisman winner in Troy Smith. To me, he had two. His first Heisman moment was against Penn State when he rolls to his left, stops, and chucks it downfield to Rabisky, and he catches it in the end zone. That was that was huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Put I think him on the Heisman second
2: map, one, quite honestly, I, I, that was I, yeah. Oh, this this could be real.
0: Yeah, he he takes the lead, and then no one catches him type. But then I think what solidified it, dear sweet Jesus, I finally got it open. By the way, that was my Heisman beautiful. moment. Jeez what a beautiful oh, sound! I'm gonna dunk this whole thing. That was a lot of work. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of if you have to work. To eat food, it's not worth it. Like lobster. Anyway, but I think the thing that really cemented and solidified Troy Smith as the Heisman winner was the Michigan game, the 42-39 game of the century. I don't think you're, even if you played great yesterday, that's not going to win you the Heisman. You're not going to get your Heisman moment against Rutgers.
2: No, so, you just trying to compile stats at that point. That's really all that for a Heisman correct. season. That's what that a game like that's for.
0: Correct. Now, what you can do... <laughs> Maybe, and this is this is isn't a long shot, but what you could do is start a campaign like what Mike Williams did. So I don't know if it necessarily hurt him, but like I told you, Shep, and we've talked about this already, again, I'm not concerned about the individual awards. If he doesn't win the Heisman, but he's still the guy that leads us to a national championship, I'm going to love C.J. Stroud until the day I die, and, and I'm going to eat that pizza thinking, God, I love C.J. Stroud. Because... You can make the argument, and it would be an argument because people wouldn't like this. You can make the argument that Craig Krenzel is a better quarterback than Troy Smith. Why? Solely because he was the guy that led his team to a title. That's what Troy Smith's resume lacked in 2006. I understand Troy Smith is way better than Craig Krenzel. But if CJ doesn't win the Heisman, and then he wins a national championship, he never has to worry about trying to open up this Coors Light in Columbus again. Someone will do it for him. And then if he just so happens to win the Heisman, and win a national championship, the city is his. He'll be the mayor. He'll do whatever he wants. I, I think CJ's earned the benefit of the doubt. He's still my guy in CJ. We trust. But I think I've lost a guy. I think Shep and I have lost a guy. And Tyler, you might join in this as well.
2: I, I want I, I believe I started this campaign. I would yep. like that out there. Yep.
0: So here's here's the thing. We're all leaders here. Remember leaders and legends. We're all in the leaders division. <laughs> I think I was first on the Cade train. Tyler easily was the Mayan guy. Shep on the other side was the first to jump off of a very slow-moving Denzel Burke train. And I'll just start with this, and then, Shep, I'll circle it over to you because I think you might get a little hot on this one. I find it interesting that he's changed numbers again. And when I saw the first touchdown, which, by the way, was really our only, like, well, we had two busted plays, and they were both against Burke. But I'm, I'm watching, and I, I knew last week Cam Williams was out, and I knew that Denzel wasn't playing. And I'm like, who's this 10 guy? Maybe he's young. Maybe he's a freshman. Maybe he's thrown in a little earlier than he's expected to be, and maybe it's a freshman mistake. Not, I don't know, 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, that was Denzel Burke. It was his high school number, apparently. So that was against Burke. And then the next longest play The twenty-six yarder that was floating. Remember, I texted you that, Shep. Floating up in the air, his ball skills on that were subpar. Best is Denzel Burke the next Sean Wade.
2: If he goes in the first round because of the pedigree of Ohio State, he might just be. I, you know, the things I wrote. I took some notes sitting here, and one of them was was a very uh, like get Denzel Burke out of the game. Same thing I've been saying. Cause it was just, you know, Tyler broke down the Jim Knowles defense perfectly. I thought in the last episode to inform us, like, this is what they do. Sometimes they give up big plays. And I, and I think we all agreed we can live with that. But when it's the same guy, every single time, it feels like that gives up the big play. And the the biggest thing I wrote down was new numbers, same result. (laughs) It it felt like the number change at this point, I'd like to hear more because I could just be getting on somebody for changing their number for no reason. I'd like to hear what went into that. Was this like, uh, I need to go back to my high school days when I was good. So I'm changing my number because it didn't work at all.
0: You know, my theory on this, I I might've said this to you when we were in Cleveland, I always said, because for the time that I was in Cleveland working, the Browns, the Cavs and the Indians were all terrible. Mm -hmm. And at that time, at least for the Browns, they went through like a, a whole, just upheaval of one coaches and, quarterbacks and that's the expected but then they started changing and upgrading if you will their stadium and then they changed the mascot and then they changed the logos and they changed the color scheme and i told a lot of people i said they're doing all of this to make it more exciting and make it more cool for the fans to distract you from the product that's on the field that's what i thought because you can window dress all you want and i think ron white says you know if you put a two thousand dollar suit on a pile of crap it's still a pile of crap and it's just you know you're you're distracting like oh look at the pretty lights over here and look at the the new billboard here but the same products on the field is terrible oh we had no idea that the team was terrible because you know look at the new puppy on the sidelines i wonder if the number change was like disguise like hey you know if someone beats me on third and six on a slant they're not gonna know who number 10 is
3: if you should if he was gonna change a number maybe should have gone back to 29 because that's Mm -hmm. the number that kind of Yes, kind of rolled with them. Um, That's what I, I found it very interesting. Personally, uh, the last two games, the uh, the Toledo and Wisconsin game, when he had his his errors, I was like, I was justifying it. Like, you well, know, he didn't play a, against injury, Wisconsin. Or, yeah, look how it was, good played. Uh, Arkansas State and Toledo. You're, you're absolutely right. I thought maybe it's just maybe he's got something going on. Maybe it's just you know fluke, busted plays, whatever. And then, but you see the same stuff that the touchdown that he gave up. Yeah. I think I could have played, and I am extremely out of shape. For those oh, that, that have yeah. never met me. I couldn't me, even I'm, open I'm, a Coors Light. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big big guy bordering on overweight, kind of husky. I, I can't run 10 yards without needing to sit down and have a cheeseburger. <laughs> I could have played better defense in that corner of that end zone. And it, it was just mind-boggling. I mean, I had the same thought. I was like, who is number 10, Yeah, and why is he on the field right now? I don't know. I got to think that maybe when, uh, when when Cam Martinez comes back, um, you might not see as much of Burke. You've got your two yeah. freshmen that are floating around making plays. So I don't know. I I, I wish that we didn't have to have that conversation because I still like yeah. Burke. I did and he did such a great job last year. You kind of wonder what's happened that he's not producing like you think he should. But uh, I agree with you guys. Show. I think definite issues. Yeah, Tyler,
2: I'll I'll back you up with stats from that Wisconsin game with no Burke. Uh, Wisconsin threw for 104 yards. Against us that week, and 10 of them were when, when Braylon Allen, the running back, threw a ball. So, I mean, realistically, oh. <laughs> to the quarterback position, that defense minus Burke gave up 100 yards. Yes, obviously, it's not just him, right? We, we, I'm not, none of us are naive enough to say that, but he's cre- clearly been a problem because that's where the big plays tend to come from. And I'm with you, Cam Martinez, especially the way he flies around the field just in pursuit of the ball carrier. I'd rather have a guy like that on the field right now. And if he's going to get beat and give up a, a big play, play the kids, play Cam and, and phase out Burke, and and maybe put him back in the slot. See if some of that magic comes back that way.
0: Once we bash people, <laughs> lift everybody up. you got to look at those linebackers and think, what a transformation that's been from the last two or three years to now. Your guy, Tyler, Steel Chambers, MVP of the defense on Saturday. Tommy Eichenberg last week was the, the co-Big Ten Player of the Week, and he won some national award. Steel Chambers might be receiving the same this week. And we have to say this because I, w- I haven't been very high on this guy. He was a high-recruited guy, big expectations. But like my golf coach in high school said, potential in 50 cents will get you a cold cup of coffee. Zach Harrison might have played his best game as an Ohio State Buckeye on Saturday. He was in the backfield, forced to fumble, had that deflection where your guy still had the interceptions. Zach Harrison played outstanding. The linebackers have been great. (laughs) So is Jesse Mirko. (laughs) By the way, ESPN still hates the Big Ten because they called him Jesse Micro. So some idiot at ESPN either is texting the teleprompter to someone and (laughs) autocorrect thinks Jesse Mirko is now Jesse Micro. But in a macro way, Jesse Mirko really can take a shot and I think maybe the other storyline of that game against Rutgers was the was it a fake was it not what's the deal with two guys that used to be on the same coaching staff as coordinators uh, Tyler since you came in it still looks like you're on a stakeout mission I don't want you to get caught before we end here what are your overall thoughts or reactions to what looked to be a very terrible terrible way to end a, a football game
3: I I like it a lot I'm gonna be honest. So. I don't think that it was a called fake. Mm -mm. I think that it's drilled into punters, but especially the Aussie punters that do that kind of delayed run lag kick that when you get that overload look and you've got 35 yards of nothing in front of you, you, you tuck the ball and you run. And I'll say that kid is quick. I mean, he was scooting down the field for a punter. I mean, he, he got some wheels, um, I don't like the late hit. I don't care how frustrated you are. You, you, it was a cheap shot. I don't like Shiano's uh, reaction, I think, as a head coach of a football team. What do you expect is going to happen when you come storming across the field to, quote-unquote, try and protect your – no. He was he was out there, and Shiano was doing it again, is notorious for pulling out every trick that he has under him in every game. So you can't be mad. You, you blew your defensive coverage on the punt. The dude did his job, and I think it was a big overreaction on Shiano's
0: part. Jesse Marco was not at fault here for anything. He he did what he was taught and coached to do, and I would think he would be in more trouble if he didn't do what he did on Saturday. Shep, what are your thoughts?
2: No, I, I felt the same way as it happened. I mean, it was pretty obvious right away. They didn't call that. Like, Just use your brain. It's like you said. That's the exact thing he is supposed to do would have they would have brought that up in the film room if, if he didn't do that like why why didn't you take off yeah plus now it's I like it for us too it's just another wrinkle people have to think about you saw those wheels you do have a punt fake in your Arsenal right now and it was it was pretty uh apparent that day pulled Shiano in at the end of the game and said hey look this is what happened Chiano didn't really seem to care but I' I'm, I'm with you too Tyler Shiano's reaction was was outrageous.
0: This is what I'll say on the Jesse Mirko thing, and you guys are both correct. I know, I don't know for a fact, but I know watching Ryan Day, I know his uh, just the way he handles himself and he handles himself with class and he expects a lot out of his football team, not just in terms of wins, but how they handle themselves on the field. I love Ryan Day. There's no way he called that. Like you guys both said, this is a read. This is a... We're going to roll out. This is what Jesse Murko's done every time I've seen him punt. Jesse Murko just did what you're taught. And then I think the guy Crookshank is the guy from Wisconsin who was the one that did what you're not supposed to do. And that's also very moronic to do that on the Ohio State sideline. And I'm really glad that Murko's okay and he can really take a shot. But I'll say this, and, and you guys mentioned it with Shiano, and he always pulls out the bag of tricks. When I was at Ashland, we on my senior day in college, we played Lake Erie College. And at the time, Shep, they were awful. We killed Lake Erie. We won 87 to 17. And our coach was very upset because Lake Erie just did not respect Ashland at all. They were messing around in the locker room. They ran through the band during the pregame like show that they put on. And coach saw it and he was ticked. When teams, and and Coach has said this a couple times to me uh, on the record, when teams start pulling out those bag of trick plays, they've admitted defeat. Because your regular, what you would expect to see on any given Sunday or any given Saturday, those plays, when they don't work, you have to revert to backyard football when you're in junior high school hey guys, let's run this triple reverse where this guy like jumps over the tree trunk and then chucks it up the field. Like that's what I feel like. And every time I watch a Rutgers game, you're always waiting for the, oh, I did that play in seventh grade at Jamie's house. And I don't know if Shiano was coming over to get his players away from a situation, which by the way, they were outnumbered. And I just think it's hypocritical of a guy that does this a lot as his offense. There's these weird end of and these funny plays and there's fake punts. And by the way, one of the worst fake kicks I've ever seen was to start the third quarter. So when you're doing this type of stuff and you're playing backyard football, you can't be pissed if you screw up and then we run what you think is a trick and a fake punt and then get mad. It's hypocritical because you guys have already admitted, admitted defeat while running these crazy plays. You know that your talent is not as good as our talent. You know that your plays and your schemes are not as good as our schemes. And then you're going to get mad when you screwed up an all out block. And Jesse Mirko does what he has been taught and coached to do. That's on you guys. If you're going to run these plays and you're going to try to make us look bad, don't get pissed when you look bad, when you actually screwed up your all out block.
3: I'll, I'll add two things to that before I hop off here for the night. I agree with you word for word, uh, it was a very hypocritical moment, and and I'm glad that you recognize that too, because even even the announcers didn't quite get it right. It it was not it was not even a, a necessarily a read. I called it a read earlier, but it was it was blown coverage on the punt block.
0: Right, they the, had no the, guy the over the them.
3: Rutgers. Yeah, the Rutgers they didn't hold contain, and they they smashed four guys into the C gap, and it just left Murco. I mean, wide open. So from from the players' perspective, from Jesse Murco's perspective. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you right. just punt the ball, you're going to get chewed in film. Like, do you see all of the green in front of you with no jerseys? Why didn't you run? If you if you run, you're, there's you know a, a controversy that happens. Um, but it, the only I, I controversy
0: support... is because the guy hit him late. If yeah. Jesse just runs out of bounds and no one hits him, then it's like, wow, that was a great play. And no one even thinks that it was an all-out block or a fake punt. It was just, wow, that was pretty innovative.
3: And, and the last thing I'll say is about Shiano. I don't think for a half a second that he was running over there to defend his players. They were outnumbered, obviously, you You're the away so? team. No, I, because here's the thing. You've got guys to do that. You've got grad assistants. You've got assistant coaches. You've got just staffers on the sideline. that their literal job, well, part of their job description, is if crap hits the fan, <laughs> you run out, you separate players, you just herd guys back. <laughs> and what you'll see every coach, when it, when, a, when a scuffle breaks out like that, the coach comes out maybe to midfield, and they're just yelling their head off, waving their arms, getting their guys back. You you don't, as a head coach, come blazing across the field and expect good things to happen.
0: Well, we have um, to say this, Tyler, before we let you go. One, I guess your stakeout time is over. You didn't find your guy. But two, <laughs> when you speak, we should listen. Because Shep, he was already right on the Mayan Williams thing. And then Mayan just proved him correct right afterwards. So I guess we have to listen to you. I I think that the sad thing about that is that is what was really the most talked about part of the game. And it shouldn't have been. I think it stinks that we're talking more about this quote-unquote fake punt than mine Williams tying a school record for rushing touchdowns. So the last word can go to you, Shep, as the star of the show to maybe put a bow on this and, and tie it up into a nice knot. Uh, what were your last thoughts on this and, and how, how can we move forward from talking about this to looking forward to Michigan state?
2: Yeah, I, I I'm with you is that that was the first thing that anybody really paid attention to when mine's over here, nearly running for 200 yards <laughs> tying a school record in terms of touchdowns. And and like Tyler said, if they put him out there for one more drive, he does both of those things. No problem. So yeah, it's just annoying that, you know, Shiano kind of gets into the, into the press clippings here and gets to, throw a little rant. It reminded me very much of the episode of Friday Night Lights where the coach is uh, like everything's going against him in life and he just gets pissed off and he runs onto the field and tackles the player and says, that's (laughs) how you make a tackle. I mean, you don't see a coach, like you said, Tyler, you don't see a coach ever get that far across the field unless it's the end of the game for the handshake. And oh, by the way, you do that at midfield. So very, very bizarre and annoying that it's still what's talked about. But I think the bottom line is, two good wins they won them in different ways they won one by being as crisp as humanly possible and coming out and just jumping on on wisconsin and never giving them a chance and and then the rutgers game there was some mistakes like you know i i'd like Abuka to stop fielding punts like he's willie mays hayes that's got that's gotta quit but you know if that's your only couple things that that we're talking about negatively these are the weeks to do it let's move on let's go get another win Michigan State's not very good right now at all, so let's keep beating up on some teams and keep getting ourselves sharp as we get ready for the game at the end of the year.
0: For Tyler, for Shep, and for myself, I think we're looking bigger picture. But I think we're looking down the road to late November, early December, and then, God willing, New Year's Eve and then January the 12th or whatever the day is. That's why we're having these discussions. I want everyone to know this. Shep, Tyler, and myself, we're very happy with the last two weeks of Ohio State football. But I think it's cool that we're also having these like frustrations in a 49-10 to 10 win, and those 10 points were gift wrap. But I'm looking down the road. I will leave you, Tyler, with this because I think it's a good note. We talked about toughness. We talked about physicality. And we talked about like leaving your mark. And I think they're leaving a mark on other teams. And, and I looked this up because it just popped into my head. And Shep, we talked about these weird stats last week. After we, Ohio State, beat and played Notre Dame, Notre Dame struggled and they lost. And I started to think, how has everyone else fared after they played Ohio State? So, Notre Dame in week two, again, you know, Marcus Freeman's still looking for a victory at this point. They go out and they lose to Marshall at home. The next week, again, the next two opponents are a little weird because they're not marquee, like top of the tier opponents. But Arkansas State, I was kind of impressed with them. They were able to move the football. But Arkansas State the next week lost at Memphis 44-32. to So the trend continued. You go to Toledo, who again, my guy, Huckleberry Finn, I still think it'd be cool to see him in an Ohio State uniform next year. Toledo looking great against us. They moved the ball a little bit, scored 21 points. They go to San Diego State. They lost 17-14. to And then Bucky, by the way, I, I called it. I said, oh, hopefully we can play jump around and mock Wisconsin. We did. That was fun. I jumped around and I even videoed it. And it looks like I was drunk. I might have been. Wisconsin not only loses to Illinois. Illinois won at Wisconsin for the first time in 20 years. Wisconsin lost their head coach. So we'll see if Rutgers can be the one team to buck this trend and maybe win after playing a very physical and a very tough Ohio State football team. So I know we were a little critical about a couple of things and a couple of guys here and there, but this team is tough, and this team is leaving their mark, and I think they're making statements. Uh, I got I to say this really quick because I've told Shep this once we're done recording that I probably listened to the podcast before it airs on Fridays at least three times. And then I listen to the actual episode just so I can, if nothing else, guarantee I get one play. Just I want to make sure someone listens. And if I don't listen to my own podcast, that's like trusting a skinny chef. Like if this if the chef is skinny, I'm assuming the food sucks. Mm-hmm. So I at least listen to the podcast just to make sure it sounds good. But by the time I've listened to it for the fourth time, I'm like, man, that brew guy's annoying as hell. <laughs> that's why Shep's the real guy. But I was listening to the last couple of weeks, buddy. You sound an awful lot like Nick Wright from Fox Sports 1. Now, I don't like Nick Wright, but <laughs> I like you. I. I like you. But just like the way you speak and your mannerisms, you sound a lot like him. And I, that's a compliment, by the way. But I like you. I don't like Nick Wright.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's
0: cool. And I think because, you know, Shep's on ESPN and you're polished. You're a great man. And I just think the way, like the way maybe you say things, I'm like, did I, did I host with Nick Wright? And if I did... <laughs> I'm going to have to tell him that I hate his takes on LeBron James.
2: Yeah, yeah. enough of the LeBron talk with him. Yeah, shut and, the hell and that's out. from a Cavs fan who went to the parade. Enough of the LeBron talk <laughs>
0: with Nick Wright. I just don't like him. But, I mean, again, he's probably a great person. Speaking of great people, I, I have to give a couple of shout-outs. And usually I like to give my shout-outs early. But Kevin was on, and I had to talk about Wendy's and Subway and Spaghetti. I went to the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. I was able to still text you. It was weird to see no Denzel Burke and no Jackson Smith and Jigba. But I didn't know this for a couple of plays. I'm like, where the hell is Jackson? I'm looking for him. I knew he wasn't playing, but I was like, is he not even here? Is he in pads? And a couple, I always love going to games by myself, really. But I went with my my buddy Lance. But I always love just meeting and becoming friends with the people around me that I watch the game with. Because to me, it's about community. It's about sharing that passion and that love for the team. With people you don't know, you're, you're automatically friends. So we had... I had two students to my left. We talked a little bit about the game. They were great guys. Lance to the right, great guy. Well, most of the time. Uh, He bought me the beer right before he left at the end of the third because he was past his bedtime. But then we also had like a, I think a family or a group of like five or six of us behind. And we were talking about a Buca is just incredible. But the one guy, I think he's from Worthington. And he's like, man, I don't, I don't see Jackson out there. I think he's in street clothes on the sidelines. So the two of us became friends. I'm like, man, you got great vision. That's awesome. That sucks that he's not playing, but thanks because I was concerned. So I was talking to them throughout the game, and you always find those other people that you don't know to high five when something good happens. Well, I had like seven of them. I had this one guy that was directly behind me, and he's talking about a Mecca Buka. He goes, how do you spell that guy's name? I'm like, it's E-G-B-U-K-A. I mean, he's a stud, and it's, it's pronounced Abuka. The G is silent. And the guy goes, oh, man, but he's a G. The G's just silent. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> and I'm going to get that in the podcast. So I told him I have a podcast. And he goes, well, I'll listen, but make sure you, you shout me out. So I didn't get the guy's name. But shout out to the guys, the, the whole group that was behind me. The, I guess it was this guy, the the G. Uh, it was his dad and mom right behind me. I, I just love that part about going to Ohio State games, just meeting people that you you don't know and you may never see again. And we became instant friends. So shout out to you. And now he knows how to spell a It's pronounced without the G. And we know that a is a G. Uh, the second thing that I want to shout out is a good friend of mine, Megan. We went to college together. She would always come to every tailgate, her and her sister. And we would always just hang out and catch up. And so she now comes to visit me when I'm working the games outside of our booth. And she had her parents with her on Saturday. And after her and her dad went to go to, I believe it was the the skull session, uh, her mom stayed behind. And Shep, she's also a big fan of yours, by the way. She's like, man, he's good. You got to keep having him on. I'm (laughs) like, don't worry. He's going to be on to the end of football season. But her her mom stayed back. And she goes, I just have to tell you. And it may be out of line. I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? (laughs) She goes, I just think you missed your calling. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I've listened to your podcast a handful of times. Megan's kind of let me know about it and, and you're good. Like you're, I'm like, well, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. And I want you to know though, that like, I at least did this. Like I did it for four years in college on the radio. I did a radio show and then I did it five years, quote unquote, professionally. So I said, I want you to know, I at least chase the dream, live the dream. And I can at least somewhat sleep at night knowing that she goes, well, I just wanted to tell you that you're just a natural, but that's just nice. Like. Megan texted me the first time that we did our show. She goes, Man, that Chris guy was good. You need to have him on again. Don't worry. Sounds like Nick Wright. No, she didn't say that. But I just think <laughs> that's nice. So to our to our guys that were behind us at the Wisconsin game, shout out to you. Emeka Buca is a G. He's the man. And, and thanks to Megan for just her friendship and, and her mom's just kind words. I wasn't expecting that. So
2: that that's the there's no better compliment, no matter who it comes from, right? Than just like Again, something that we both love, yeah. care about to to hear those, those things. So yeah, thank you guys for the kind words. Really appreciate it. And it, like you said, it it really it can fuel you on a on a Sunday night. Even I mean, I, I'm full of pizza and wings. I've grinded <laughs> out a whole day of Dude. watching football, not leaving the couch, gambling, fantasy football. I'm
0: exhausted. I'm I'm, I'm very worried. Really quickly here. So you had pizza, you uh-huh. had wings. You but bet. you're exhausted. Are you okay? Like, I don't, <laughs> is that your last meal? You got to tell me. I, this could be the
2: end. I know. Oh,
0: hell. That would be terrible. I,
2: I, th- I think I'm going to win my last bet too, is the way the Chiefs are playing right now. So that's good.
0: <laughs> well, you're right, man. And you're still in the business. And like I've told you, you're doing a great job. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud to have you as a friend. But at the same time, I think it's cool when someone goes out of their way to tell you that and you're not fishing for the compliments mm-hmm. from you or my side. Yeah. And I, it's weird. One of the nicest things someone can tell me, and this is weird, I know. One of the nicest things someone can tell me is, you have a voice for radio. Mm-hmm. I, I also it. have a face for radio because I'm ugly <laughs> as sin. Me too, centric. don't worry. That's why I have the cartoon koozie to make myself look a little better. <laughs> but I just think that's really nice. And again, I don't I do not do it for the, the compliments. I definitely don't do it for the money because I, I don't make any of it. I wanted to make sure if, if someone's going to go out of their way to say something nice to me, I'm going to at least... One, think of in person, but then two, maybe they'll listen to this one and then they'll feel the appreciation and the love a little bit more too. But yeah. again, going to those games, man, I, I wish I could go to a wall still so I could tailgate with Megan and everyone else and, and build that community up again. But it's also fun going to those games and just meeting people that you may never see again, but I'm never for, I'm never going to forget those guys. Mm-hmm. They were just good guys. They, they were fun to talk to. And you always look for the high five guy. And I had like seven of them and it was fantastic.
2: I think that's brings you back to really why you started the pod, right? That's the whole point. That's it's the company exactly. you keep. And that is, is exactly what's so cool about sports. And I think the people that don't understand like why we're as zany as we are about, yeah. about sports, yes, we care about the wins and losses. But there's a deeper right. meaning, as we talked about the first time I was on, It is just there's so much that can come from it. The brotherhood of it, like, Right. Yeah, I went to St. Bonaventure. Going to the A10 tournament every year is my favorite weekend of the year because it's me and my family, so to speak. Right. Going and and hanging out and catching up and all the people that I haven't seen in a long time. It's the best.
0: That Ryan Day's talked about that, and I think it's cool that this year is 100 years of the shoe. And again, I don't I don't like to swear too much on this, and I guess I'll use the S word twice. But again, I just give a shit, mm-hmm. and it's not just about if we win or by how much, or did CJ look great in this game? I think sports is really cool because it it unites people that maybe would not be united otherwise. Yeah. And we talked about in the first episode, I, every time that I do a podcast, it's like a mini reunion. I have no interest in going to any of my high school reunions. The people that I want to talk to from high school, I'll talk to you. I don't need to go to BrewDog and Canal and spend a $1,000 to see people I didn't like 20 years ago. If I like you, I'll keep in touch. Shep and I are back. We've already talked enough Ohio State football in this episode, so now we're going to have a little bit of fun. We got to give another shout out to uh, a coworker of mine who was in from Florida. Hopefully he and everyone down in Florida are okay with the hurricane. But got to give a shout out to my guy George who listened to like the preview of the last episode and we were just talking about certain things during the episode. We would pause it, have another discussion, come back and and go from there. But we started talking about just funny names in college football and how some of these funny names have turned into now nil deals. And George said, dude, you should, you should put this in one of your episodes. That would be a great segment. I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. It's hilarious. So what we're going to do for Shep and I, we're going to do basically like a fantasy football draft, except this time I'm not going to suck. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to go through. And I sent Shep this article of just the funniest or just the best names in college football here this year and what we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're going to try to draft a quarterback or at least a couple of offensive players and a couple of defensive players to see if we can put together the best team based on names and possible NIL deals are you ready for this Shep I think it's going to be fantastic
2: oh I'm going through right now figuring out because that's where I was going to take it was the the possible NIL deals because there's some there's some fun stuff you can
3: get to here
0: this reminds me of what we're about to do of Shep. Did you ever watch Impractical Jokers before Joe left the show? And now it stinks. Mm-hmm. It always reminds me of those name games where they're sitting at the desk waiting to try to bring people back to these like focus groups or whatever. They're like, um, uh, anyone named Holden a fart or Ricky Ticky Bobby Wobbin. <laughs> they're just making up these crazy names trying to make the other guys laugh. This is what it feels like. So we're going to go through it. And Shep, I will give you the first pick as the co-host here. I'll let you go first. Just go with your best four guys. And then we'll see if we can come up with a pretty good NIL deal for each of those. So who is your number one pick for the best names in college football of 2022?
2: All right. My number one pick, because I know what his NIL deal is, and the commercial is hilarious if you've seen it. (laughs) That would be wide receiver from Nebraska, the Crawford, (laughs) who has literally filmed... I think it was like a heating and cooling commercial because exactly right. of his name. It's, it was made for NIL. Like it's, uh-huh. it's unbelievably funny. Yeah. And I remember when he signed, because I think he's just a freshman right now. When he signed it the first thing was, wow, what a name like, and he's very good. So for Nebraska to get him was kind of crazy. But this is what NIL was created for. And immediately within like a week, he had this deal. And yeah, if you haven't seen the ad, it is unbelievably funny because he's just <laughs> kind of awkward at the beginning. And then like the, the two guys that are in it with him are, are just trying to be funny. And it's it doesn't really work, but it's very funny.
0: So he's the guy that started this conversation in the van or the bus or the truck, whatever the hell it's called, up to Cleveland. That's what my guy George brought up. He goes, do you know who this guy DeColdis Crawford is? I'm like, what did you say? DeColdis, not to be confused with DeColdis beer at the tailgate. DeColdis (laughs) Crawford, that's the best name. And I think you knocked it out of the park with pick number one. And my guy George will be happy with you. But yes, I think that's what the NIL is really designed for. It's to take advantage of these brilliant names. So Shep goes with DeColdis Crawford. So I'm going to go, this probably isn't the... I'm just scrolling through these. I'm going to lose my mind, man. I might have to go to another Coors and struggle with that one, too. But there's so many good ones. So I have another one here for you. And the one (laughs) I this is too much, man. So there's a guy on Tulane. He's a I'm going to go receiver as well. I'm going to go receiver number one. The guy's name is Fat Watts. He's from Tulane. He's a six-foot wide receiver. He's not played in 21 games. But I think Fat Watts is going to be my number one pick solely because when I saw that, I, just, I had a lot of thoughts that weren't appropriate, so I won't share them on here. But I'm going with wide receiver Fat Watts. So who's your second pick?
2: My second pick, and like I said, I'm ready to go with the <laughs> NIL deals for these guys, and I hope to God. Now, this would be really tough for him to get. Uh-huh. but they should definitely partner with him at least regionally he is a defensive lineman for UAB down in Birmingham named uh-huh. Fish McWilliams. That's I mean, the
0: guy. <laughs> he's ready
2: to bring back that filet of fish. He's he could sing the song that that fish on the wall saying yeah. Fish McWilliams is singing. Give me back that filet of fish. I need me that fish. <laughs> perfect. It was it's perfect for him.
0: I, that's the guy I wanted to go with first because I saw that And I I was just I wasn't I wouldn't say I was turned off, but I was just turned off by Williams because I was thinking there could have been a really good last name to go with Fish, like maybe Tacos. Remember Taco Charlton? That would be. Yeah. Yes.
2: I'm a Cowboys fan. We took him in the first round right before TJ Watt. So, yes, I remember very well.
0: So uh, Um, I'm going to give you. Well, we'll do the nils afterwards. I would just give you a name that won't make my list, but I think it's awesome tater reed is a oh, fantastic great. name and if tyler Mission was still kids, here there they are yeah <laughs> <laughs> i if tyler was still here i was gonna say if you have a second child you should name him tater yes. but he's that's not the guy that i'm choosing as my second pick i was thinking fish mcwilliams because it sounds like the perfect mcdonald's ad yes the, <laughs> i just this it feels like a combination of impractical jokers and those uh Key and Peel skits. Yes, yes. Remember, they're like, yes, uh, whatever the names are. And then the last guy from BYU is like Nate Smith.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> That's great. What this feels
0: like <laughs> I'm looking for the one guy because I think it had something to do with pooping or farting. And <laughs> as most people have known by now, by the t- <laughs> there's another one by now. I think everyone knows that I, I think those are funny. I think I have to go with this one. We're gonna go to Alabama, or as I like to call it, Abalama. And we're going to go with Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's going to be my second pick. Kool-Aid McKinstry. And if you're wondering what he could be associated with with the NIL, I'm thinking it's Sprite. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be Kool-Aid.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That That's Kool-Aid McK- McKinstry right there. I mean, it's perfect. Get him in Family Guy. I, I love it. What what an awesome name. And it's it's spelled like the product. Like yeah. it was perfectly, again, somebody saw into a crystal ball. And said, so this is exactly what he's going to Whether he's good or not at football, he's going to make some NIL money when he's when he uh, grows up.
0: I'm thinking to myself, I don't have children or any prospects here in the near future. But do you think parents back in, back in 02, do you think they had an inkling or a like a hunch? Like, I think if we name our kids excellent names, I'll bet you by the time they get to college, they could make some money off of this. Do you think that ever went through their mind? Because I'm, I'm just going to say this. My buddy Porter had his first child a couple of weeks ago. Again, congratulations to him. Porter named him Jack. I would be surprised if someone named their kid Fat or Fish. I would, I would love it if I would name my son the coldest. Yeah, but like I can't look down at this cute little innocent newborn baby. Like, oh, you know what that looks like to me, name wise. The coldest.
2: Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: <laughs> All right, man. We're, oh. we're two in. What uh, What is pick number three for you?
2: I'm going to stick in the beverage department. And this guy <laughs> plays defensive back for okay. the Wyoming Cowboys. Okay. And why he's such a perfect name for this. A is the NIL deals you could do. But the fit. If he didn't play for Wyoming, if this guy played for uh, like Florida Atlantic, wouldn't be cool. But his name is Buck Coors. If <laughs> that's, that's awesome. not a Wyoming cowboy, damn Laramie <laughs> Laramie, I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, that's it's perfect. You've got a lot of ways you can go with it. He's a very versatile Nil guy. Obviously, the home run you're looking for is Coors, right? You, yeah. you want to have him in a commercial where he tests out if the mountains are blue, that would be ideal. But Buck, you've got so many outdoorsy things you can do <laughs> with Wyoming. I mean, hey, it's deer season. Here's Buck Coors. <laughs> it's perfect.
0: Oh, my God. I think I'm a big swing and miss guy because as a big Coors like guy, that should have been my number one.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to go
0: that way, actually. So you went with Buck Coors. That, yeah, that is so obvious. Yeah, you could be a hunter. You could be a beer salesman. You could be both. I really swung and missed, and I didn't see him on, on my sheet. I had to hit next a couple of times. This easily should have not only been my number one pick, but maybe our number one pick. And here's the guy. I'm I'm amazed he got to the third round. Very happy. This is a value draft pick here in the NIL best names draft. I'm going defensive lineman out of Boston College. And George, my guy down in Florida, will love this. And I'm glad I could get him in the third round, George. I'm going defensive lineman, Shida Salah. (laughs) So this is what I'm thinking. One, he could easily do anything toilet related. He could also do plumbing, but he could also do coleslaw, shida Salah. Like, hey, <laughs> if you had really rough and tough coleslaw, make sure you grab a porter john from shida.
2: That's a that's a like you said a very big value pick. This is <laughs> this is tough now because there's some good ones out there, but <laughs> I, I think you really need to make uh, sure you you hit a home run here.
0: You've got a lot of defensive guys outside of your I, number I've, one pick.
2: Yeah, we've we've got two. We've got uh, you know our, we've got a, a nice D line. We we've got the defensive backfield. We've got a receiver. So now we need somebody to throw to Dakoldis Crawford. And and what a better guy! W- there's no better guy in, in the NIL age to throw than General Booty reporting for duty. <laughs> yeah. So he, he is absolutely my 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 fourth pick. Could have definitely gone earlier. Um, Let me read off. I pulled up his t-shirt. So let's do a little plug for for (laughs) general booty. He's really jumped into this. And oh, by the way, Oklahoma's lost two in a row and he might actually have to be their starting quarterback soon. If you are are wondering like booty, why is that a a last name? I remember before because he is the nephew of former USC quarterback, John David booty.
0: Oh yeah. That's
2: yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where this really comes from. And, and, Dylan Gabriel hasn't been great for Oklahoma since coming over from central Florida, but his (laughs) t-shirts, he has four of them. One, I, a heart booty, like the, (laughs) I love New York shirts. The other one has him making a a check at the line of scrimmage and it says booty call. (laughs) The third one is, is the line I used when I selected him general booty reporting for duty. And it's his, a picture of him in his Oklahoma Jersey or a knockoff looking Oklahoma Jersey because you can't, actually use the college (laughs) and the fourth one in this in this twitter social world we live in where emojis are huge it's it's general booty but it says general and then it's
0: the peach emoji (laughs) it's perfect maybe afterwards i don't know what his major is but maybe you can go into marketing for like victoria's secret or something (laughs) i i just think this is so fun maybe we should down the road maybe do another draft
3: yes i know the
0: guy i'm taking But I'm also because just in the spirit of celebrating these amazing names. And I don't know if these parents love their kids or absolutely hate them, (laughs) but they're making money. And so props to you parents out there. But some honorable mentions before I reveal my last pick. Tight end out of Wake Forest. Speaking of drinks, Jaeger Bull. That's fantastic. Yes. Jaeger Bull. Very good. Tyler
2: would love him with the way he loves tight ends. Yeah, that (laughs) might have been Tyler's number one.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, wide receiver out of ULM, Boogie Knight. Can you uh, imagine the parties he would throw?
2: Uh, I, was between, I was between General Booty and Boogie Knight. Thought we would have the best wide receiver room in the country with Boogie Knight.
0: Uh, out in the Midwest, where everything is about trucks, hunting, and, and dipping. We've got a guy from Iowa State on the offensive line by the name of Dodge Saucer. That's a fantastic <laughs> name. Obviously, doing trucks. Uh, but last but not least, before I reveal my actual name. Hot Rod Fitton out of South Carolina. (laughs) Oh, one more. I'm sorry. We forgot Bumper Pool, the linebacker at Wisconsin. Yes. (laughs) Bumper Pool. But with the last pick, I guess in this case, he would be Mr. Irrelevant, but he's not in this draft. Storm Duck. Out of North Carolina, I'm taking Storm Duck. He's a defensive back. And what I would do in the commercial is I would throw crap at him and he'd have to duck. (laughs)
2: I, is there a perfect, more perfect name for, like, I don't know if he plays corner or, or free safety, but if he's free safety <laughs> and he, he comes up with a pick, the storm is coming. I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I'm picturing him playing like Minka Fitzpatrick, where he's all over the field, always has his hand near, near the football. I mean, there's, again, so many ways you can go. The, he could get paid by the local TV station. Here's the weather report brought to you by Storm Duck. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm picturing like Ollie Williams jumping in. It's going
0: right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the question this week is who between Shep and I had the better NIL name draft? So, I'm going to go over them really quick. Shep had Dakota's Crawford, Fish Williams, Buck Fish Coors. Mick Williams. Mick Williams. Mick That's Williams. A big yeah, because he goes yes. to McDonald's a lot. That's correct. Yes. DeColdis Crawford, Fish, Mick Williams, Buck Coors. It sounds like you have a full meal there. Yeah, a McFish sandwich and a Coors Light, and shooting bucks. Talk about four for
2: four. We're ready.
0: Yeah, there you go. And then general booty. Get a little uh, Victoria's Secret at the end. And then for me, I went with Fat Watts, which is fantastic. Kool Aid McKinstry because you got to get you got to stay hydrated, kids. Shitasa law, and then let's not forget Storm Duck. I have to finish off this name game with a story. We were in the van one day. We're going to a golf tournament. We just talked about random crap. We would talk about you know, these golf prank calls. We could call the course. Hey, do you have any left-handed pull carts or what is your 14 hole rate crap like that? But then we started talking about like funny children's names, similar to what we just went over. And I think I found out what I'm going to name my first child if it's up to my choice. And if I'm able to think 18 to 20 years down the road when it comes to NIL. So my kid's name, first name, last name of obviously is going to be Brubaker. But the first name is going to be Shathid. I'll give you a second or two. Do you, do you know how it's spelled?
2: It spell just, it out loud for everybody. Is it just the way? Oh, yeah, exactly. S-H-I-T-H-E-A-D. It. It. Like
0: yeah. He's going to be basically, it's going to be pronounced shithead. But I'm going to name him Shithid. I don't know what his middle name will be yet. Now maybe we can come up with that in the next episode. But my first son, if it's my choice, is instead, it's not going to be Jack. It's not going to be the coldest. It's not going to be Kool-Aid. It's going to be shitty. Rounding out the show as we usually do, and especially now with Shep, we always try to make the last segment co-host specific. And as we've done here the last couple of episodes, we're going to play another game of Stump the Shep, so far, the record we've split. So right now, Shep, this is game three of a series of maybe seven. We are mm-hmm. tied one to one. Shep played excellent last time out. We're going to see who can take the 2-1 series lead here today. And the topic is going to be Ohio State running back trivia. But Shep, like I texted you on Saturday, it's like I knew. It's like I had a hunch. It was going to be a running back week. And for mine Williams, he did have five touchdowns. It tied a single game Ohio State record with Pete Johnson and Keith Byers we've already kind of revealed that with five in a game. So this week it's going to be all about the running backs. Well, we are going to go with five questions, but before we do that Shep, would we like to put a wager on this? How you feeling? Uh I know you you might have hinted this could be your last meal, so how do you want to to approach this? Do you want to win? Do you want to put a wager on it or just for fun?
2: I I'm I'm happy either way today. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 pass the buck course and let you uh (laughs) you make the call here today
0: i say let's just do it for fun i know you got four or five last week i don't have a bonus question let's just see if you can get four or five this week but if you do get five out of five like wendy's a little five for five here maybe i go and dunk another course afterwards so if you go perfect i'll dunk a beer if not it's just for fun how about that
2: sounds like a plan
0: all right so the first question is always something that i found very interesting and it's going to be a simple, true or false question. We've talked about Chris Beanie Wells and his similarities to our guy this year, Mine Williams. True or false? Chris Beanie Wells, in the three games he played against Michigan, had a 50 yard or longer touchdown run in each of those three games. Ooh. In each of the three? It was 2006 through 2008. My gut
2: tells me no, but I don't think you'd ask the question if he if this wasn't true, so I'm going to go with true.
0: It is true. It is very true. And it's weird because in those games, in 2006, everyone remembers the one where he spotted the backfield and went down, and as you accurately said, got caught and tackled in the end zone. That was the start of it. And then I think in 2007, we won at Michigan like 14-3, to three, and mm-hmm. he had like 200-some yards. He had a 50-yard touchdown run in on that one. He did that three straight years, which I find just incredible. Yeah, and I think Beanie Wells might be one of the most <laughs> underrated and not talked about great running backs at Ohio State. I,
2: I think part of it amazing. with Beanie is what happened in the pros. is you know He had that nagging foot injury. He didn't take the next step at a time when so many Buckeyes were breaking into the NFL. And now, I mean, Ohio State's right up there with Alabama in terms of guys on NFL rosters.
0: Here's the next one. So there was a four-year stretch where Ohio State did not have a running back as their leading rusher. Well, it was actually, excuse me, it was three out of four, my mistake. In this two-year run and three out of four years, who were the guys from 2009 through 2012 to lead the team in rushing that was not a running back? There was a guy in the middle there, Brandon Sane, was the leading rusher in 2010.
2: So the years, I need nine, 11, and 12. Terrell Pryor. Braxton Miller.
0: That's correct. Yeah. I find it amazing that these guys, I mean, Terrell Pryor, we know, was an incredible runner. In 2009, he had 779 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. But I find that wild that that was the leader. Yeah. Brandon Sain in 2010. This is even more insane. The leading rusher in 2010 was Brandon Sain. Would you like to guess what he averaged?
2: It's going to be low. What he had
0: total. It was very it's low. Like-
2: 525.
0: No, 337.
2: Oh, That's amazing. That's hard to do.
0: That's extremely hard to do. I, I don't understand that at all. And then you look at Braxton Miller and he just, he lit up everybody. Braxton Miller in 2012, 1,271 yards rushing. He averaged 106 yards a game. As a quarterback. Yeah. As a quarterback. Absolutely. So we're going to go now to all time leading rushers. What I'm going to do here, Shep, is I'm going to read off the top five, but I'm going to leave out one guy. I'm okay. See if you can name that guy. Okay. Cool. I'm going to read off the name and the amount of yards that he had. Number one, Archie Griffin. Everybody knows that. Leads Ohio State all time, 5,589 rushing yards. Number two, we just mentioned him a couple, well, a couple segments ago, J.K. Dobbins, 4,459 yards. Number four, Eddie George, Heisman winner, 3,768 rushing yards. He's number four. Last on this list of top five is Tim Spencer, number five with 3,553 yards. The guy we skipped, number three on the all-time Ohio State rushing yards list with 3,961 yards is who? I don't
2: think I need choices on this one because you have to think of this in terms of longevity. Longevity. And we had to be good enough for this guy to go nuts and eat, if you will. So my answer is Ezekiel Elliott.
0: That's 100% correct. Ezekiel Elliott, 3,961 yards. But we have two questions left. Shep, I believe you're three for three. So I might be Mm -hmm. uh, burying myself in terms of drinking this beer. (laughs) But we look next in terms of rushing touchdowns. So we talked about earlier, mine Williams has the single game record with and sharing it with Pete Johnson and Keith Byers. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go into a season now. So mine Williams in five games has eight touchdowns. He's on almost a two per game pace. But would you, Shep, know who holds the record for most rushing touchdowns in one season? Would you like to give or would you like to get some? Choices yeah, let's, here?
2: let's do answers. Let's do choices here. Okay.
0: We're going to give you three. We're going to give you a Ezekiel Elliott, B, Eddie George, we're like, we can make the joke from home alone and D Pete Johnson. Well, I don't think
2: it's Zeke. And here's why a that's so recent. We both would have remembered that one off the top of our heads when it happened, just like we talked about with a Even if you didn't remember the exact moment, you you remember that. And I don't think you, you would make somebody the answer choice twice. That puts us between Pete and, and Eddie. I'm going to, this is a complete guess, but Pete was more in the news on, on Saturday because of what Mayan did. So I'm going to go with Pete Johnson.
0: It is Pete Johnson, and he just cleared Eddie George by one. He had 25 touchdowns yeah. back wow. in 1975, which is crazy because that was Archie's Heisman year. Right. And I find it very fascinating when you look through the record books. I do this way too often, by the way. When you look through the record books, Archie did not have a lot of touchdowns in his career in terms of what you would expect a Heisman winner to have. Right. Because Pete Johnson would take them all. Archie would get all the yards, as we've already talked about. He's easily the number one all-time rusher in Ohio State history. But Pete Johnson just took them all. He had 25 touchdowns back in 1975, the year that Archie won the Heisman Trophy. And just to make it even more impressive and more cool, he also rushed for over 1,000 yards, 1,059. In a year that he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, his running back mate won his second.
2: The yards take a little bit away from this comment I'm going to make. But was Pete Johnson, the original Mike Tolbert, vulturing everybody's touchdowns?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he very well could be. Yeah, Mike Mike Tolbert would be a very good fantasy football running back, and I need him. I'm trying to think how we go with this. Uh, I think what we're going to do, I think we've talked touchdowns. Mine Williams had five. We're mm-hmm. going to stick in that category. We're going to talk in this theme of touchdowns. We're going to go career touchdowns, and we're going to spoil the lead. Pete Johnson is the all-time leader with 56 Mm -hmm. and he also had 2,306 yards we're going to make this hard on you because i really do not want to chug a beer how many rushing touchdowns did archie griffin have in his ohio state career i'm going to need options here well if you're going to need options i'm going to have to find out what the answer is (laughs) (laughs) so let me see if i could find it uh this delay in the podcast is brought to you by Cooper's Light and a Lack of Preparation. Oh, okay. I found it. You want me to give you three?
2: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. We're
0: going to go with 22, 24, or 26.
2: Which, first and foremost, with those numbers, isn't it crazy that, that the man has two Heisman trophies with, with that? Um, I
0: also wish that, again, I've met Archie Griffin. He's got to be one of the best faces for a university in yeah. all of college colleges. Forget athletes. Mm-hmm. But that's amazing to me, and I wish we were alive to see and then appreciate his career. Because all that Shep and I can appreciate is the fact that he's still the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. And I still hope for as long as we live, unless it's another Buckeye, that that remains the case.
2: And with Bryce Bryce Young getting hurt, that might that might meant that one. Yeah, I just
0: it's wild to me that Pete Johnson is the Ohio State leader career for rushing touchdowns with fifty six. And the chance by a I lot, if I
2: remember right, too. I think he's up by 10 or 12 on the next person.
0: You're 100% correct. He is leading. You want to? This is the bonus question. It is 46. You're correct. Who is second? Is it Here's Eddie George? The, no, it is not. Is Keith Byers? God. Keith Byers had 46 in his career. 46. That's awesome. The, the question here, number five How many touchdowns, rushing touchdowns? Is it 22, 24, or 26?
2: I, I'm going to go right in the middle for Archie and say 24.
0: Oh, thank Is- God. I don't have to drink. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you another guess. I don't have to drink. It's official. It's locked in, but it's not 24. Is it low or high? Is it 26?
2: I'm going to go high. Cause I can't imagine he only had 22. Yep. It's 26.
0: I find that crazy. That's not and, that. And maybe for the older people that are listening and they're like, man, these young kids don't know crap. I would love it just to maybe talk with someone
2: to be yeah. like, Hey,
0: I know everyone talks about Archie. Tell me about Pete Johnson. Yeah. I would love to know, I mean, was he just this big bruising back, like, you know, refrigerator Perry type? Like, was he just right. unstoppable? I know a lot about Ohio State football and a lot about their history, but I think a lot of it goes back to my first season in Columbus, which was 1998. So that's just amazing to me that the yeah. only two-time Heisman Trophy winner who celebrated and revered, as a college football icon outside of Columbus, only, only has 26 touchdowns in his career. Pete right. Johnson had 26 in one season.
2: It's it, it's nuts to just, I mean, to think Pete, yeah, Pete had what he has in his career one year. That's crazy to me.
0: I think what I need to do, I need to, I think I need to take Denzel Burke off my wall of Buckeye Boulevard in my closet down in the basement. I think I need to go get a Pete Johnson 8 by 10 Love it. I think I need to do that uh, before we go ship as we usually do after the game. So you did get four and that's great. So we're going to give you the victory, but it's also a victory for brew because I don't have to one yeah. drink another beer or God forbid, try to open the damn thing. <laughs> but we have about four minutes left. Let's talk Michigan state. Michigan state seems to be really lost this season. They've already signed their coach to a 10 year deal they seem to be really without an identity. Now that Kenneth Walker, the third is in the NFL. Mm hmm. I don't think we have to spend too much time on what we think will be an outcome, win or loss. But what are you just looking for against Sparty, especially in the first road game of the year?
2: You know, don't have a letdown. That's really my losing a game, mm-hmm. having to deal with that, and then exert. Like I love that we can we can pull guys in in the in the fourth quarter and just rest. And because you don't want Mayan to have to have twenty plus carries every game, or Trey to do the same thing. When you can keep this balanced and then let people sit, get everybody healthy, because the worst thing that could happen is everybody else has had to carry a little too much of the load without Jackson and, and Trey for this last week. They get a little worn out. You get those guys back, and then you don't have top-tier guys around them anymore because they're either hurt, tired, all of that stuff. So for me, it's it's going to be a void, a letdown. Like you said, a true road. I'm going to do test in air quotes because I don't think Michigan State's a test and a barometer ch- test but if nothing else, to go play in a decent college football environment and, and make sure, again, you don't have a letdown.
0: I'm with you. My goal is I want to learn the depth chart some more. And when I say that, I mean, let's get CJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get the guys healthy. Let's get them some reps. Let's get them a road test, maybe in quotes. But let's get them out of there. I want to see like what we saw against Wisconsin. Come out hot. Bury them early maybe play a half, a series into the third quarter. And let's see what Devin Brown can do under center. Let's see Mm -hmm. what Kyle McCord can do. Because let's be honest, folks, at the end of this year, someone next year will be under center and it's not number seven. So I want to see if these guys can can fling it. Because I remember my first impression of C.J. Stroud was at Michigan State. And he ran that like 45-yard little scramble for a touchdown. I'm like, that's our next quarterback. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the game we see Kyle McCord like, hey, that guy's got something more than I thought. Or maybe Devin Brown. I want to see maybe a little more of Dallin Hayden or maybe my guy, TC, don't call me, Jason Caffey. I want to see these guys come in, be focused, be physical, make a statement early. We always seem to make statements against Michigan State and then get them the hell out of there. Get them in, get them out, get them home healthy, and let's look forward to the bye week. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks to my company today. For my co-host, Chris Shepner, and guests, Tyler Reed and Kevin Berger, I'm Matt Brubaker. The soundtrack for the show is brought to you by premiumbeats.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow me on the Twitter machine, personal at Matt Brew 3, the show at Brew & Company. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, life isn't about the people you meet, but about the company you keep. Until next payday, cheers.